Welcome to the It's Become a Whole Thing podcast with me, your host, Emily Rose, where we take a subversive look at all the celebrity gossip you want and some you never knew you needed. We'll take a deep dive into the hidden meanings of what's really going on in the world of pop culture, because here we contain multitudes and read between the lines. Join me. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to the It's Become a Whole Thing podcast. I'm your host, Emily Rose. How are we doing on this fine Monday morning? Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I have a hard time asking that question in a non-facetious way. Just because I'm not a morning person, I get better as the day goes on. I thrive under the cover of darkness. So mornings aren't great for me. Monday morning is especially not great. <laughs> not liking Monday mornings is like this super like quirky, eccentric thing about me that that really sets me apart. But yeah, I'm doing well. I'm pretty basic. And all it really takes to reset my life, at least temporarily, is a good brunch. And I just went to this spot that it's been open since the 1930s. It's this Jewish diner. And I am the fourth generation of Montreal Jews to be going to it. And it just fills my heart with joy how the service is just as grumpy as ever and as grumpy as I remember it in my childhood. It's kind of this ongoing thing for me of how happy it makes me of just how grumpy the customer service is in Montreal. And I feel like it drops the veil of pretense. You know, most of them are there to there to pay the bills, go home. And I don't need them to pretend like it's the greatest day of their life when I come in. I did get a few more eye rolls than I was maybe ready for, uh, especially considering that I'm, I go into extra overdrive people pleasing mode when I'm at restaurants, just well because of how hard it is to be in a customer service job. And once you do it, once you work in one of those positions, you will never see it the same and you'll be so much nicer to everyone for the rest of your life. I think that it should be how you have to serve in the military in some countries. I think you should have to work in a restaurant or at least some fast-paced customer service job for a year. So a lot of you have probably heard by now about this whole, this Mormon mom swinger drama that's been going on. For those of you who haven't, I'll give you like a 15 second recap. So this woman, Taylor Frankie Paul, she has millions of followers on TikTok. She has been joking or what people thought was a joke for a while that she has an open marriage. And then she said she's getting a divorce. And then she said the open marriage thing wasn't a joke. And me and a whole bunch of my Mormon mom friends were all swingers together. And we upset the fine balance of this whole soft swinging business, which was just apparently they were only smooching, which (laughs) how could that go wrong? (laughs) So it's been a hot mess express and everyone on the internet has been enjoying watching it unfold. On the Patreon this week, Sammy P and I are going to do a deep dive into Utah moms and Mormon moms on the internet and how swinging is involved. We might address soaking. (laughs) If you know what that is, uh, well, (laughs) then you know. And if you don't, well, that will just have to be behind a paywall. (laughs) But we're going to get into that. That'll be coming out on Wednesday. But it really, it got me thinking about a few things. So it got me thinking about wanting to do more of a deep dive on Mormon mom culture. So I I recorded that episode, but it also got me thinking about misinformation. So I made a video about this and it 
took off and I didn't expect it to. And I, I know it's annoying when people say that, but I really didn't expect it to go viral. And I used this group photo that Taylor, Frankie Paul, the original person who was putting it all out there and spilling her business on her social media pages. This was a group shot of her and her Mormon mom friends. They would get together and they would do dancey videos and kind of give a bit of an uncanny valley energy that was very compelling and hard to look away from. I thought I was saying what was going on in her words. Like, I'm not here to, I'm not here to like make, kick people when they're down, when they're having a hard time, but this was all... I thought I was just reiterating her words. Then there was people in the comments saying, oh, tagging one of the people at it saying, leave her out of this. She's not part of this. And so I went on her page and I'm not really one for like TikTok mom joke accounts, but she, it was really cute. Her account was really cute. And she talked about how her husband travels for work. So she has to move three times a year and she has two young kids. It's hard to make friends and how she had just gone out to Utah once. And now her DMs are inundated with people asking her if she's a swinger. She's already stressed out as it is. And then this, and it was very clear that she was not involved and upset that she was getting dragged into this. I thought, oh man, sucks to be her. Then I realized that she had commented on my video under one of the comments of people saying, leave her out of this. She really was just in this group photo at the wrong place at the wrong time. And I thought, wow. I never said everyone in that photo was part of it, but by putting that photo up and knowing that there are people involved, we don't know who yet. We know all we know is according to this woman, this agent of chaos, Taylor, uh, according to her, three of the couples in this swinger circle are also getting a divorce. Seems like there's quite a few people involved, but it, it implicates people in this group photo and some of them are having fun with it. And some of them are posting jokey, like swing dancing content. So one of the couples said going back to Utah and posted a photo of them, a uh, video of them swing dancing. haha. But it got me thinking about misinformation and I try to be as diligent as possible in my research, but it's wild how quickly misinformation can get spread around. And I think it deserves its own episodes. So I have Ryan Bailey of So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey podcast coming on in a few weeks, and we're going to get into that. So we're going to get into how misinformation spreads online, on social media, what our role is in that as social commentators and people on social media, and it also... And also, there, there's a lot of things that, that have gotten me thinking about misinformation. Um, there's the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial and the results being announced. I want to get more into how misinformation gets picked up, spread around, entrenched as truth. That will be coming out in a couple of weeks. I'll let you guys know. And as for today's episode, it's with Palmer Kelly. And I saw her pop up on my TikTok talking about her life as a stripper and a sex worker and how she wanted to tell her story. She wanted to make a TV show out of her story. She was great at storytelling and explaining how she wanted the show to look. And she gave such a compelling pitch just in a TikTok that she posted. And in her words, she didn't have that many followers at the time. It got noticed by so many major producers and now is shopping it around to all the major TV networks to have her show made. And all of her takes on misconceptions about stripping and sex work 
I am so excited about this episode. So let's get into it. But before that, you probably already know what I'm going to say, just a little shameless self promo. So if you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast, hit me with a five-star review, share it around, share it with a friend, tag, you're it, pass it on, uh, or whatever, what have you. It's like, let's treat this podcast like a hot potato that we have to keep passing around, except we keep that potato long enough to listen to it. Okay. This, this metaphor is going nowhere. So we'll rein it in. Uh, <laughs> if you want to subscribe to the Patreon, you get an extra episode every week and it's $5 a month. And that is in the episode description or patreon.com slash it's become a whole thing. Uh, so without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Okay. And we're back with Palmer Kelly, stripper extraordinaire, writer, director, TikToker. Hi, Palmer. Hi. Hi. I'm so excited to sit down and chat today. Me too. Thank you so much for having me on the pod. Yeah. I've been obsessed sure. with your with your TikToks. Oh, thank you. Likewise. Yeah. Likewise. Yours is so compelling because I love the content just in and of itself, but I also love what you've done with it and how it's taken on a life of itself, which is what I want to get into today. But I just, it it's so weird because it's this little app, but it's kind of like this portal that can really change your life. And I know the other day I told someone, I was like, it's like the new LinkedIn for creatives. Oh Cause God. I feel like that's where I'm meeting like so many people now. That's actually brilliant. <laughs> That's actually, no, it's true though. And because people will pour their hearts out sometimes on LinkedIn in the, in the, like this very LinkedIn specific way, they're like, I started from nothing. And like, you know, they, they like tell their whole story and they do these whole yeah. inspirational these things. Like long posts about getting promoted or whatever. Yeah. 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 And yeah. And for you, like in the time that I've been following you, it's like, I've watched, I've watched everything taking off and watching everything grow and like I, I I just am so interested to ask you all about it but first for anyone who's not following already what is sort of like your elevator pitch <laughs> so to speak for how you like how you describe what you do and the type of content you make I always like say to the world that I'm a sex worker but the umbrella of sex work is like so big like stripper is a sex worker like a foot fetish girl is a sex worker like people who do um only fans are sex workers so it's like the umbrella is so large and I've I have like niched down more to just like being a stripper like pandemic is over and I'm like I'm so sick of just like doing so many forms of sex work so like I'm just gonna be a stripper so like currently my TikTok is just that's the sex work that I'm doing but I have been a different all different kinds of sex work I've done all different kinds of sex work so like I don't know it kind of gets confusing but I I used to always like um say that I was like your stripper best friend or like a, a stripper sister because I feel like that's my platform of just like talking about this type of sex work in such like a raw and not convoluted way at all like I just feel like people think of strippers as either like it's very glorified, like they're making so much money or it's like the exact opposite of like, you know, they're like 
not making any money. They're like addicted to drugs. They like don't have a place to live or like whatever. They like have all these pimps and like have no money, whatever it is. So I just feel like most of my content is just very much that in between of like, you know, maybe I only made like $300 at work, but that's like still good. And like, I'm never someone who's not showing the reality of it because I felt like when I got online, I didn't have that. Like I, you know, it's hard obviously to promote that online. So I always just say like, your friendly neighborhood stripper, like your stripper best friend, because that's how I feel about like my platform. Mm -hmm. Um, But the reason (laughs) that I started doing that, because after pandemic, I was like, I, um, you know, I need to think of like a different career path because we might be in this pandemic for a long time. People might not want to be like touching bodies and like whatever it is. And I went to school for acting. So I was like, I want to get into like writing and directing. And I was like, and I want to write about all the stories that I've had, like as a sex worker. And like, that's like the first thing that I definitely think could like be super interesting because in the media, it's just really hard again, um, to see something made by a sex worker that is like a true telling of it. And it's not convoluted. It's not like it doesn't have its Hollywood spin. So I was like, I'm just going to get known for being a stripper on TikTok And then from there, I can be like, oh, but I'm also like a writer director. And here's like a story that I'm writing, which is really the exact thing that I did. Cause I was like, I don't want to be a stripper anymore, but I feel like I have to, in order to be a writer, like I have to let people know that I am currently stripping. I was a stripper, whatever it is. So then I just like pitched my show, like on TikTok and was like, I'm a stripper and I'm like writing a TV show about my life. And everyone was like, this is so cool. But, you know, I had this whole platform of people that were on Stripper Talk to like back me up and be like, we know this girl's cool. She keeps it real. Like, she's not just Joe Schmo coming on and we have no idea if she's a stripper or not. Like, we don't know how long she's been, you know, like I could just be a scam. So I like specifically chose to like continue to do this to further my career in like writing and directing and and things like that. So, yeah. That's uh, amazing. Yeah. The the first video I ever saw of you was, I think you had 72 hours to make your rent or something mm-hmm. like that in a new city. And it's like, that's the type of hot mess express like energy that I live with, like basically every day. I'm just like, like not necessarily like in I don't, I'm not, like, I don't work as a stripper, but I just like, I'm just like, whoa, like it's like, I'm all or nothing. And I'll just be like, okay, get up and go and like make everything happen all at once when I get this like wave of everything. And I, I just like, I immediately followed because people were like, well, why, why only like 72 hours? Like if you're making so much money, you're like, I don't want to work. I don't want to work. <laughs> and I was like, yes. Like, <laughs> no, I love- that's the thing. That's the thing too. Cause I felt, I felt like I wanted my platform so much to be, um, like I was stripping in New York city and New York city had such a hustle mentality. And a lot of the time I felt like out of place. Cause I was like, I don't want to go to work that much. And like, I don't like, I want to do other things outside of this. And I, I did, I felt like I was like slacking or whatever it was. Cause so many girls just like went to work every fucking day. And I was like, I can't do it, dude. Like I can't go to the strip club every day. And and another thing too, yeah, like so many girls were making like thousands of dollars. And I was like, I'm cool to make my like $500 and leave. Like, I don't need to make, I don't know. Like it just never, I felt so like out of place. And so when I started my platform, I was like, I want to be that girl that other girls are like, you know, like, oh, finally, like, cause that's how I am. Cause I'm like, I know I'm not alone in this. Like, there's no way because 
<laughs> I don't yeah. know. Yeah, but I just felt like kind of ostracized like by the like stripper community sometimes or like even sex work community I'd be like dude I can see a sugar daddy like one time and then I'm like I need a break for like a couple weeks and people will be like I see my sugar daddy this day this day blah 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 let me go out to lunch and do this I'm like that's exhausting like no I can't do it I I feel it's so funny I feel like there's a lot of talk right now about kind of undoing this girl boss hustle culture mentality but I hadn't thought about it in terms of being applied to stripper culture because it's true most of the videos you see are girls counting their money or things and that's it's exciting who doesn't love a money counting video but (laughs) but it is also refreshing to see someone who like you who's just like look I'm tired I don't want to work I'll work to do what I have to do like get you know a roof over my head and move things along but like it's not a it's not go 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 to the thing and it took a while because I mean you have to have balls dude I mean you have to have balls to post anything like on the internet and not be and not let it get in your head but like I think of it as I think of it as an ego death like you have to put your ego aside because you will look yeah. stupid. <laughs> Absolutely. Like you will, you will. Yeah. Like, just yeah. End of story. Like you, people will just shit on you no matter what, like there's no win. So you have to just like the content that you're posting no matter what, like you can't yeah. do it for anyone else, but it took a while, like, especially on like stripper talk, like so many girls like shit on you. I don't know why that is. I feel like that's a thing like in, like in different, like cultures or like niches like there's always like more drama within that niche than from people outside your niche you know what I mean like oh, so, so other strippers are are bringing that criticism mostly yeah Is that- yeah like yeah like oh, they would be like girl oh my god I can't believe you're only making $300 like that you need to go somewhere else like that's trash but yeah like they like shit on you and I'm like like like, why do they care is it because their feet are hurting and they like see you I'm like like and they want you to be like in pain as well or what you know what is it yeah are they I don't know but I'm like dude I'm I'm cool with it you know what I mean like I'm (laughs) dumb but to sit at this and they're just like oh my god like I I like made a TikTok once of like oh what I made on New Year's Eve and I was like, I made like $730. And they're like, on New Year's Eve, that's such a bad club, blah, blah, blah. Like started going off. And I'm just like, I don't know. I had fun at work. And then I also got to make $700. Like who cares? <laughs> oh my God. It's true. It's hard. Like when you're obviously like selling your body, like it's hard to not let that stuff get in your head of like, damn, am I not like selling myself enough? You know, like, am I not like, it does kind of like make you feel shitty of like, oh, maybe like I, I'm not good at my job or like I'm letting guys do too much for too little or like whatever it is, like it kind of gets in your head. So I'm like, I knew like at the beginning of this, I was like, okay, I need to just not give a fuck because then eventually I found the girls that were like, oh my God, thank you for finally showing a real, like my first TikTok to go viral was me. I was like, I'm going to go my go for four hours and I'm, I don't really feel good. Like I'm feeling like shit. I'm going to go in and do whatever. And I posted that I made like $345 and someone was like, finally, like, thank you for finally doing a TikTok of a realistic day at work. Like you went for four hours, you didn't do any VIP rooms and you just did dances and that's how much you made. And you're like, chill, like, cool. Gonna go home. I'm like, yeah. And so I felt like I found those people that like needed that in their life. You know what I mean? So I was like, cool. I'm going to be that girl. Like, I'm not going to let all these other bitches get me down. So whatever. I, my mind is a little blown right now because I'm, 
connecting it to this job that I used to have. So there's, I'm Canadian and um, there's this whole, you can do tree planting. Basically. It's like this really, I don't, I don't know. I don't think it's an American thing. It sounds, it's very Canadian, but you go Mm. off and it's, it's a brutal job. It's really, really horrific. Your body is destroyed. You're completely covered in bug bites and you get paid per tree and you get a few cents per tree. And you, you're basically like sprinting all day with these huge bags of trees and you're in the middle of nowhere. Um, and, but it's sounds so similar. (laughs) No, I know, but I know. So, so what's so interesting is that it gets super, super, super competitive. And the thing is, it's like a Stockholm syndrome thing. The money gets addictive. So if you don't work hard, you can make whatever, like 200 bucks. If you, the, the high ballers who want to go and they've been doing it as a career can make 700, 800 bucks in a day. And it's like seeing green, but it's the only type of profession where at the end of the day, everyone's like, how, how many boxes did you do? Like everyone's talking about how much money they made and you, and, and then they're all judging each other. And like, it becomes this contest and it's this, it's, and, and you're pushing yourself and you're tired. And like, you're like, look, I just want to have a chill day listening to like folk music and not planting that hard today. <laughs> Literally because no, because it can be chill. That's what's frustrating is I don't know why the stripper mentality became hustle, 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 make all the money that you can make. Like we go to, we, you can go to work every day. You don't have to make a thousand dollars every night. Like well, you can yeah. go the next day and make what it like. I don't understand why it became like every night at the club, I have to make at least this much money. I'm like, it is literally such a chill job. And that's why I always say, I have to remind myself that even when I only make like $400 in four hours, that's a hundred dollars an hour. That's a yeah. very high paying yeah. job. Like, yeah. It's funny. I, I had, I had the same thing. Oh my God. I'm just, this is so funny. I would have never like drawn this parallel, but like, I would have the same thing where I'd be like, okay, by a normal definition, I made 60 bucks an hour. That's very good for normal standards, but in that world it's like shit and you're nothing (laughs) yes no yes and I don't know why that's a thing and that's why it becomes so glorified with like money counting or whatever because I think another thing too obviously is like it's so frowned upon so people want to show you how much money they can make doing it like Mm -hmm. you know like this shouldn't be frowned upon because I make I make a thousand dollars every night at work and you make you know yeah two hundred dollars or whatever it is so I'm like I get why it's so like hustle because I it's like to balance the scale, but I'm like, it doesn't need to be that way. Like I, yeah, I, I, for me, so uh, at least with planting, like the money does get addictive. It's very, it's very easy to get caught up in that. And when you hit a day, that's like your personal best. I don't know if there's anything equivalent in like stripper world, but in this world, there's like PB, your personal best. And it's like, you hit a personal best. It's this like high. And you're like, I did this in one day. And (laughs) yes and then you're chasing that but then it's dangerous because people get so burnt out they get injured they get all kinds of things and they just keep pushing through and I'm like well you're gonna be by the time you're young but by the time you're even 40 like you're that shoulder that you're that's injured that you keep planning on like is not gonna be functional yeah and it's hard to like to do a normal job because you're just thinking of the amount of money you can make at that job and you're like why am I gonna go make even like $20 an hour when I can make a hundred dollars an hour at this job. Like it's so hard to think about having a normal job. That's why when people always ask me like, well, what's your career path? Like, do people ask you that? Because do you, it's like, do you have any real, like, 
you know, well, like so skills. The whole, an- well, so the whole thing with like, with that line of work is you do it in the summer. And if you're really good, you can do it year round, but that's kind of insane. And then people yeah. go on, there's this thing called like unemployment insurance in Canada, but it's like very accepted to, to do it for um, seasonal work. And mm. so you just, you have your year paid for it. Like you go like so crazy. You're burning the equivalent of like six to 7,000 calories a day. Like you're like, it. you're just, you're like running a marathon. You do that for a couple of months. Then you collect your EI and then, and then technically you can do what you want with your year. And so some people will like invest, buy properties, but a lot of people kind of like party and drift around and, and kind of waste that time. And I, when I got kicked out, like by my own body, like I got crazy tendonitis mm. and it's mm. my, my, my arm swelled up like insanely every time. And so I, but I was like crying because I was like, I, I wanted this to be my career path, so to speak, until I couldn't anymore because I wanted to save up, get a mortgage, do all these things, travel. And this guy was, he had been doing it for 10 years and he saw me like having this breakdown and he was like, look, I have an architecture degree and I've never used it because I can't say no to this money that comes around every year, this opportunity that comes about. And so I can't hold a regular job because like, I just can't can't compare it. Like, (laughs) It's so true, dude. It's so true. Like I, yeah, no, it's exactly the same, dude. I feel it's exactly the same. I'm just like, I can't. And so many girls comment that on my TikTok too. They're like, I just got so burnt out. Like I'm a nurse now. And like, it's what I don't make as much money, but, and I like miss the club a lot, but like, I can't go back to it. Like I, I finally got out, you know, like I can't go back. Like, and I'm like, yeah, I feel that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think what has always fascinated me so much about um, sex work and stripping and everything is just the way that people talk about work and professions and everything. All of that logic completely goes out the window when people talk about sex work and they're like, well, it's not empowering you. And it's, and it's like, what the fuck do you think is your, is your office job empowering you? Like, what do you mean? I don't think we need to dream of labor necessarily. <laughs> I know, I know. Like people, but that's what's frustrating. Like, it's so great to hear that story about that job. I mean, it's not, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's, it's interesting to know. Yeah, like there's so, it with stripping, it doesn't, people think of it so much as us like giving up our bodies or whatever it is. And I'm like, people give up their bodies every day at every job. Exactly. Like your arms are swelling, like you're breaking bones, like doing whatever. I'm like, that to me is more like giving up your body than like yes. someone looking at my boob or touching my boob. Like, sorry, I just oh my don't God. care. Well, I, I had a long, long time ago, I had a friend, um, we were in university and she was doing some type of clinical trial where they pay you to like test out some type of like aspirin or whatever, some type mm. of med- medication on you. And you, you stay in this lab for five days. And I was like, you're going to, I think we were like 18. I was like, I was like, you're going to do that. Like, you're going to like sell your body to this like medical experiment. She's like, well, you can either sell your body for five days or you can sell your soul for like six months. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and it's Literally. Like, but like, even, I mean, even that whole thing about like degrading your body, it's like, I think about even cashiers, like you don't think of it as a super physical job, but they're standing all day. And I remember like, like at a grocery store. And I remember like going to Europe one time and like seeing that the, the cashiers were seated at, and I was like, oh yeah, there's no reason for them to stand there all day. 
these guys are in a chair. Like that's so much more comfortable. Why don't we let them? And so like, even for things like that, a job where you don't even have to be standing, but they're making you stand there. Like, is is that empowering? (laughs) Yeah. Like you could be sitting and they make you stand like, you're so dumb for doing that job. Like, yeah. But no one's like, oh, so degrading to your body. (laughs) And like, yeah, I don't know. Like I get it. Like I, I get that. Like not everyone is comfortable like showing their body and like I totally get that and I'm like that's fine if that's not your like cup of tea but why Mm -hmm. is it yeah like why is it so I mean obviously we live in a man's world so like that's just how it is I feel like people get mad because we're always like like women empowerment like don't sexualize women like people comment this like on my TikTok all the time and they're like you guys always say don't sexualize you but then you go to the club to like be sexualized and get paid for it and I'm like yeah because the minute men stop sexualizing us I won't have a job and I'll be cool with that that'll be fucking awesome yeah I couldn't make money off men sexualizing me that would be great the problem (laughs) is we can so if if we get the downfall of the patriarchy awesome but until then like we gotta work with it that's so people are so weird too like I mean I I've worked so many different types of jobs but like you know, one of them, I was working with toddlers and it's, re- it's a tough job. And, and all the time people be like, oh, I could never do that, but they don't, but it's once again, they're not like degrading me because they couldn't, they're like, I would never. And I'm like, fair yeah. enough. This is not for everyone, yeah. but wh- yeah, it's like, why? It's just like a, it's just like a, yeah. Well, like we a, also a live a in a men's body is the most like sacred thing. Like it's like, well, we live in a puritanical, that, yeah. that's all, that's all wrapped up in the patriarchy is like, you know, and we like to imagine, I think sometimes that we live in a more progressive world than we do. And that's more sex positive than it really is. I know. But, and then you get on the internet of like everyone and you're like, Ooh, <laughs> what's, this is rough. what's the most annoying question you get or comment? Like if they're, or just an annoying thing that comes Mm. up that people have to say about about your work there's so many um (laughs) you're like how much time do you have (laughs) yeah well I'm I'm very pro like everyone should try to work at the strip club at least because like what's the harm and everyone's always like you can't like people comment all the time like you can't just say go work at a strip club like not everyone can work there like it's not for everyone and I always say like in order to destigmatize this job that is the level of like go go getter I have to be because I'm like if I'm not just out here being like yeah anyone can be a stripper then that means I'm like separating it from the rest of society and making it like more ostracized and being like we're very specific people blah 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 yes I agree that like not everyone can be a stripper obviously like it's not everyone can do any job that's the point it's like yeah I couldn't be a teacher I couldn't be in the military like I don't have the patience for that I don't you know I don't have the like strength for this whatever but Mm -hmm. it's like no one's telling you like oh it's so harmful that's the thing it's so harmful that you're saying this to people that anyone should go be a stripper without telling them the negative effects that's what people always want me to do is like talk about the negatives talk about the negatives talk about the negatives and I'm like (laughs) I'm sorry like that's just not what I want to put out in the world and like I do like I get it I do want to have like a a wrap like a complete 
picture of the job. Like I'm not just trying to glorify it or whatever, but I'm just like, why, why aren't I just allowed to have the experience that I'm allowed to have? That is like the number one thing is everyone want for some reason, I don't know what it is like in the stripper or sex work world. When you talk about it, everyone believes that you should also be a teacher of it. And I'm like, I just want to share my experiences. I don't want to teach anyone how to be a stripper. I don't want to teach anyone what websites or like go to different like clubs and be like, this is what was good. And this is what you should learn, blah, blah, blah. I just want to have my experience. And I don't know why everyone thinks that we should also be teachers. They think that we are, are like harmful to the sex work society, like society, if we aren't teaching people how to do it properly and I'm like they, sorry, they either like, they, they either want you not working in that profession or teaching everyone how to do it <laughs> yeah like, neither yeah, it's like it's like oh don't let anyone do this but also you should be teaching people how to do this because and I'm like I get it like I get it I I wish there was someone online that was like when I was doing it that was like hey like this is this is my experience and you should do this and you should do that but it's also like I feel like just through me showing my experiences you should be able to you know kind of suss it out and be like yeah whatever but people always want me to teach them people always want me to teach them and they say that like the things that I'm saying are harmful there's like so many social justice warriors in the sex work community that I'm just like I can't I can't like you just don't want me to do anything at this point so I don't know to tell you like and it's so weird what people politicize because it's like you know, I worked at uh, a nonprofit. That was my last nine to five. And I quit a few months ago. And that felt like one of the more degrading jobs that I've, I've done because of just the very toxic work environment. And at the same time, I was proud of the charity work, but almost all of our donors were old, rich, old men. And I was Mm. like, where do they get their money? <laughs> I'm not going to ask them, obviously, but I am curious. And there was a one point where there was some mafia, allegedly, maybe involvement. And I was like, mm. hmm, here, this looks very presentable. It's this nonprofit doing this great work, but really everyone is an asshole within it. And everyone mm-hmm. who is funding it did not all get their money by uh, wholesome means yeah yeah dude I know like that's what's so crazy I feel that I always try to like draw parallels to this job stripping sex work whatever it is um to different jobs and like even now being an influencer I feel like it is insane the way influencer culture matches like sex work culture so much because Oh, sorry. I've, I've, mm. I, that was my next point that I was going to make was I feel like any time where there's a female dominated industry, especially ones where they're making more money, which essentially the only ones I can think of really are sex work and being an influencer. Everyone hates on it. I think some of it comes from jealousy, misogyny. Um, what else? <laughs> yeah. I like, I, I can't, I can't wrap my head around it. I agree. It's like, it's like, the minute it's also just the minute people can like find a way of working that isn't like soul sucking people are like oh well that's like not real and that's stupid and that's like you shouldn't do that and it's like why what 
we've literally found a way to just post shit online and like get paid for it. And I'm like, hell yeah, that's awesome. And people are like, uh, ew, like that's not, that's not like, I don't even know what that means. It's not a real job. Like what? I don't know why people feel that way. It's very weird, but yeah, no, I think about that all the time. Like, like people, but, but it's also weird that people are so like, some people are like, oh, just keep doing it. Like, you know, keep posting, like you'll get there, blah, blah, blah. Like encouraging people to like become influencers. And I'm like, but, but these people, you see them struggling. Like, they're like, oh, it's so hard on my mental health to like post every day. Or, you know, you know, people are like commenting bad things. And like, I don't know, I feel like I'm failing. And I see all these girls posting like how much they're getting and how much they make in a day. And like, I feel like I'm lesser than, and it's like fucking with their heads. And yet people are still like, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. But it's like, if that was a shipper or a sex worker, they'd be like, yeah, that stop doing that. That's obviously so bad. Get another job, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, why can't we have highs and lows? Like, why did, why can't everyone just be able to tell us like, get another job? Like, it's just a low of any job. I, I don't yeah. get it. Yeah. Yeah. That is so, it's so interesting because it's like, yeah, obviously there's going to be downsides to your job. There's downsides to every single job, exactly. but, but I imagine it would be conflicting for you to talk about it because that's everyone's like waiting for that and then seizing on it and be like see there see I told you it was degrading <laughs> like, do you find that's the case yes because every time I post a bad every time I post a great video they're like you need to talk about the negatives you're literally glorifying this and then the next video I'll post will me being having a shitty day and they're like you just complain all the time and you're just like get another job then if you really hate it sounds like you're burnt out blah 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 and I'm just like oh my god and they're like not everyone has this experience you know like and I'm just like you can't win you can't win it's also like you can't show every single part in in every video you know like I can't be like this was a bad day but also this happened so it's good it's like you know well yeah I I get my own criticism for everything I do not not saying that it's equal to um you know what you're doing in your profession but I get people shitting on what I do with every post, but I've been thinking lately that it's like the comment section is full of really amazing people. Cause there's some people that are so funny and interesting and add great insights, but yes, then, but then it's also filled with that type of person back in high school, elementary school, when, uh, the teacher would forget to collect your homework and they'd be like, raise their hand and be like, um, excuse me, you forgot to talk about, you forgot to, to get our homework. And everyone would be yes. like, what? And it's like that yes. type of person <laughs> runs I know. by the I thousands. Know. Like, um, excuse me, actually my personal experience is different than yours. So actually that's wrong. And it's like, it, it's, yes, it's the personal experience <laughs> thing that fucking gets me. Cause I'm like, how do you not like, Someone made a TikTok about me the other day, which I like, and I, I never respond to, I'm never trying to start fights. Like, I don't give a fuck. Cause I'm like, this is my personal experience. It's not like I'm out here, like writing a thesis and I'm having wrong facts. Like, I'm just like, this is my personal experience. Yep. I don't know what to tell you. Like, yep. and also you're following me. So like, you can stop following me if you want, but no, someone made a TikTok about me just being like um yeah this girl um is trying to like write this show and it just seems very like self or no she was like her TikTok seems very self-centered like just seems really like all about her and like 
you know, she's trying to write this show and it just feels like it's coming across in the show. There's just being like very self-centered, like all about her. And I'm like, okay, number one, a TikTok is all about, like, that's the point of TikTok. It's like you're posting about yourself. (laughs) Yeah. And number two, I'm like, oh, I'm sorry that I'm writing a show by myself and I haven't like involved 85,000 other people because I'm literally still trying to like get it put together. I'm like, a TV show is so many different people. And I'm literally just like, trying to like pitch it in my, I'm just like, how do you not? Yes, I, I haven't written this. Like, it's not, the TV show isn't just going to be me. You realize that, right? Like, no, but, but also, but also it is a show about the story of your life. What the fuck do they expect <laughs> you to have? Of course it's going to be I about know. you. That is so, that is so I ridiculous. Know. I can't even. But I, of course it's only it, in sex work. If I was writing about fucking like molly's game like being a a girl who runs poker no one would be like oh that that seems really self-centered that you're only talking about yourself being a poker um like running a poker game and you're not talking about anyone else's experience running a poker game yeah because who cares it's not about that like that's 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 what i've noticed oh no that that's what i well that's what i've noticed throughout the whole discourse about sex work and stripping is that it's like logic goes out the window and the same logic that would be applied to other professions. Yeah. Because that's because there's so many people that want you to teach, like teach and make it like safe for everyone else and make sure that you're talking, not just from your experience, but this person, this person, this person's experience. And I'm just like, I don't, it became like, it suddenly became so like, like, just to see like everything has to be like perfect like everything has to be about like this social justice of like of sex work or stripping and I'm just like I'm sorry that I just like and people like "Mm, you're so privileged and I'm like yeah I'm sorry that I just decided to do this job and I liked it like yeah I wasn't forced into doing this job I wasn't like you know I could have gotten any other job I mean, I didn't have any money. It's not like I had money from like my parents or anything. Like I still needed a job, but yes, I could have gotten any other job, but I'm just like, it's still my experience of being in like a city with all these different people. Like, it's not like I'm just like in a small town experiencing this tiny, tiny little like niche thing. I'm like, I don't think you guys realize that I'm like in New York city, like at all these different clubs, like have all these different stories to tell. And like, people are like, oh, but you should tell your story from like we don't need like a white person story we need a person of color story and I'm like I a person of color can also write their story you know what I mean like I've been in so many clubs where there's so many people that are like why can't they write I'm not taking it away from them like I'm not saying that they can't also do that it's like it's my job to make sure that there's representation in sex work like no it's not like I'm sorry but it's not and also I shouldn't tell the story of of a person of color in sex work because they're going to have a completely different story from me like they are not at all going to experience the same thing I experienced and do I want to staff other like people of color and just like black women and other sex workers on my show and do I want to give them parts and like allow them to have these jobs absolutely of course but I don't have the means to do that right now to like hire someone and like I am not going to how do they not realize that it seems so much more fucked up to take a black person's story and be like, mm, now I'm gonna like be the face of this. 
that seems so fucked up to yeah. me to be like, mm, you'll never like have the TikTok presence that I have, but like, it'll make me feel woke to like tell a black person story. So like, I'm going to do that when yeah. I'm a stripper myself, like I'll just tell my own story because I've worked in all these clubs with all these other people of color and all these other like women yeah. with different stories. And I can draw upon that. It's just like, I don't know. It just seems so weird to me that like some people think that I'm like, if I was like a person of color, I'd be like, why is this white girl writing about like this black girl in sex work? Like, I would think that's so weird. Yeah. Well, also there are a lot of industries where it's overrun by like white privileged people, whatever, like the show girls, for example, that show was fine when it started, but by the end, people were like, Ooh, maybe we did not need that type of show. But as far as sex work goes, something that you've really brought to my awareness is how few stories there are in, in movies and TV of sex work that's not either glorified or like this broken person or this yeah. story of drug addiction, like which those stories, okay, that's that can exist, but it doesn't need to be the only story. And I actually, uh, this this is all, so we've been talking about this TV show, but I, I kind of mm. want to start from like square one here and just, just to catch anyone up to speed. So yes, you, uh, and I like, there's so much to say about this TV show, but what is so cool. And this is what I was kind of talking about in the beginning is the power of TikTok. So you post a TikTok where you just put it all out there said, I am, I want to make a show about the story of my life. This is what episode one would look like. And mm -hmm. I would love to hear in your words, what happened next? Yeah. Um, so I had written a pilot um, before, like years ago, like shot at, like produced it, wrote it, everything um, about kind of like a mix of like me and my friends, like experience at the club, kind of, it wasn't really like based on anyone's life then like pandemic happened and we like all went our separate ways, blah, 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 whatever. So then after pandemic, I was like, okay, I'm just going to write a story about my life. Like, I'm just like, because I had already learned how to write a pilot. Like I learned how to produce and direct and like all those things. Like I had been through years of like Googling, like how to write a script, like what's the format, blah, blah, blah. I also went to school for acting. So I read so many scripts. So it's not like I was like, vanilla like green 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 like didn't know anything like I had done like a lot of research and just been in the acting industry for so long so there was like I knew about like character development and stuff like that but I definitely never gotten paid to like write anything and no one's ever like no one else has ever like produced anything that I've written but um yeah so then after pandemic I was like okay I'll just like work and start writing down ideas for like my my show that I want to pitch because I still obviously really want to just like still have this idea of, of this like stripper tv show like I just think it's such a cool idea and before I was trying to draw all these stories from all these different people and I was like I'm just gonna write myself and I was writing down all these ideas of like where I wanted to start it and blah blah blah, blah. and I was like do I want to start at the beginning of my life like do we want an origin story I don't know and, and I really was just going on tiktok to maybe get feedback like I was like, oh, I'll just sit down and say, I'm writing a TV show about my life as a stripper. And like, here's episode one, like, here's the pilot concept. And I'll just like, talk, like, I 
you can tell in the TikTok, like I don't have anything, I don't have anything written out. Like I don't have anything planned. Like I'm just like writing, like talking about my life. And I was like, maybe people will say, you know, oh, you should like, this should be this. Or like, you should start further here, blah, blah, blah. I did not at all expect it to blow up. And I really didn't have that many followers. I maybe had like 15,000 or like 20,000 followers. I don't even know, like not a lot, a lot, but um, yeah. And I just sat in my backyard and I was like, so pilot episode is I'm graduate high school. And then I'm like moving to New York because I'm like wanting to be an actor and like wanting to be on Broadway, blah, blah, blah. And then I like answered this Craigslist ad and ends up being a front for an underground strip club. I was like, the vibes are very like ladybird meets euphoria and everyone like so many comments of people like, this is so great. Like, oh my God, this is so amazing. Like this show needs to be out right now, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, I guess this is the pilot episode. So then I got on my computer, started writing the, um, a pilot script and usually a script goes through rounds and rounds and rounds of editing and I was just like oh whatever I'll just like write this little script because like people seem to like it and then all of a sudden I'm getting like all these emails from people like like executives at like big companies of being like we saw your like we saw your script and blah 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 and I'm just like wait what like I'm like so nervous and they're like do you have a script you can send us and I like told my sister because the one thing that I'm horrible at is like spelling like I'm so bad at spelling and my sister went to school for journalism so she's like really good at like spelling and grammar and I was like sailor oh my god you need to edit this script right now and she had like an eight-month-old baby and she's like okay I can't do this right now and I was like no no no, you need to do this right now you need to edit this for me right now and I'm like making her edit this thing for me and I'm like oh this is such a bad like pilot script to send out to someone but like I can't not respond like to these like major companies but, like some people like just kind of like trickle down but then there was these two um produ like producers that I was like working with and then I kind of caught the vibe of like both of them and then like trickled it down to one and, but it was funny that girl. So then the girl that I'm working with now, her boss, um, who's the producer is like this major girl in Hollywood. And she had just literally like reached out to me on Instagram and she was like, hi, I work with this producer. You can look her up. She's like won these Emmys, blah, blah, blah. I saw your TikTok. I really want to pitch you to her. Like, please send me all your materials, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I don't know. Like, cause I, I, I did get really nervous about pitching to someone so big in Hollywood because I'm so small. And I was like, I don't want to hand it over to someone who's going to knock me and my story off the table because that's usually what happens in Hollywood is like they buy this story from this small little stripper and then she's never paid and it's never heard of again. And then it's like a glamorized version of, of whatever. And I was like, I want to be a part of this. I want to like write it. I want to produce it. You know what I mean? So I was like, I, I like got really nervous and I was kind of like not really into it and she was like begging me and begging me like kept being like I I like just think this has I can already picture it in my head when you said like Lady Bird meets Euphoria like I, this is such a great story like the way that you told it is so great and blah 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 and I'm like I barely even I felt like I barely even told this story like I'm literally just sitting down like being myself but that's what people want exactly like an unscripted like kind of unedited very just like this is like who she is and um I finally like met with her producer and she was like oh my god you're so great like this is so great and I had I sent them the pilot and I had like a lot of materials that I had been kind of just um like I said I had all these ideas and I was like um had this like pseudo pitch kind of like if I was to pitch it and I had all like 
this is the tone and this is the style. So I had like a little more prepared than I guess like the average person because I had, I don't know, like already wrote and produced a pilot before, which it went nowhere. Like, it's not like I, I was in anything at all. It was just like, I did it myself and whatever. But, um, yeah. And then I sent them like my little pitch deck and then my pilot and they're like, okay, we want to like work with you. And I signed a shopping agreement for six months, which means that they helped me like rewrite the pitch kind of, and, um, get the whole like season one and two together of like my character arcs and the other characters that we want to involve and where we think season one is going and what season two will look like and just like the tone and the style and I work with them and then in the next like couple weeks I'll be actually pitching it which is crazy and like pitching it to like like Netflix Amazon HBO like those places (gasps) which is insane like insane but yeah literally just because I posted this TikTok of like I want to write a TV show about my life and that was it like literally I would not have ever connected with any of these people and you did it so confidently just like with hustle like it I love that because I I feel like we're similar in a lot of ways where I'm like I'm just I'm tired I want to do the bare minimum for some things but then when I'm passionate (laughs) about it I'm like a runaway train I'm like nothing can stop me and I will yeah I'm like I will not shower or eat for days in order to do this Yeah, yeah 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 and so it's because you came in and you're like look this is what I want to do and I guess it it's this combination of like this this passion that you've had and acting school and all and like plus all the cool experiences that you've had that make this interesting life story and then you, and then I, in like three minutes, you told a great story. You gave imagery to it. You gave uh, how you want the characters to look so many little details that really did paint a very vivid image of the whole thing. And I just, Aww. yeah, I really, and then you, ha- you had, I think, I don't know if it was in that video or follow-up one where you were talking about how you see yourself kind of as like Andy and the devil wears Prada and how mm. people wanted to be like, Oh, this broken bird telling her story of being broken. But you're like, no, 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 no. I wanted to be an actor. And then I answered this Craigslist ad and now here we are. No, no, no. This is like more like Andy running around with the coffee cups, like yes, <laughs> trying to make yeah. her dreams happen. And then suddenly being like a fashionista and then she like becomes a bitch. And then she's like, oh, wait, I need to like get back to my roots of like, yeah. I wanted to be a writer. I didn't want to like be in fashion. I'm like, dude, that is me as fuck. Like I was like suddenly in this world of stripping. And then I was like, wait, I like need to be a, I need to be an actor. Like I need to remember that's like why I'm here. And then I went to acting school. So that was like my kind of turnaround moment of like, I need to, Cause it was, it's so hard to like pace yourselves and, and, and do things on your own, obviously. And I was like, I need to like be out of school. I need a schedule every day. Also you make your own schedule when you strip. So like, there's no structure to your life at all. And I was like, I need to get some structure in my life. (laughs) Like it is just spiraling off the deep end. Yeah. 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 And I, yeah, but it's cool because you being so determined with your dream of acting who, who would have known that it would have led you to here now being uh, I know. Up, ready to pitch to these major networks? Like I, I just, I love a success story 
at any time, but especially ones that come from TikTok, because it feels like in my little home, my weird little home base that I have. <laughs> I think about that all the time too. When I hear like a song playing on the radio, like from TikTok, who's yeah. that one TikToker that was like, um, I feel like he's the one that sings like living in this big blue world. Oh yeah. With my automobile. Wait, is that him? I don't know. But there's this one like TikToker that I remember he had like this viral TikTok song and now he's just like living his dream every day. And like, you saw him like move out of his apartment and he was like crying all the time. He's like, I can't believe this platform is giving this to me. And every time I hear his song come on the radio, I, I like cry. I'm just like, I can't believe he's living his dream. And we all saw him just like, yeah, yeah. do whatever. Like, it's so great, especially because it, it is, it's such a community thing. It's like, it's like people wanted your music enough like so many people wanted your music that these labels couldn't ignore you. And that's, what's fucking awesome is like this community came together while sometimes it can be super toxic and training. Other times it can lift you up a lot. And like this community came together to be like, this story needs to be told. And this is great. And I'm like, fuck yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. This, this week I, I have this, <laughs> this image in my head of Narnia's closet like <laughs> the closet to Narnia pop into my head I'm like that's kind of what this app has been for me where it's like you open up this door and it's this whole other world on the other side that really has changed my life and I haven't I had I had never really put it in those terms until I saw people like you and, and other creators using those terms I'm like no actually it has it it has changed my life it's it it's has true. it's sometimes it sounds corny to say or like stupid or whatever but at the end of the day, people who, no matter what platform you are on, people who do things, people who start things, people who continue to do those things will succeed. Maybe it won't be on like a huge, huge scale, but I'm just like, you just have to do it. You know what I mean? Like start anywhere, do anything. Those are the people that like, cause it only takes one person to see, and you're on this platform where thousands, millions billions of people oh, get yeah. to see you so it's oh, like yeah. totally I don't know just like start doing it like yeah like did I think that saying that TikTok would change my life at all absolutely not and I hate I usually hate when people say that like I did not think that this TikTok would change my life it's like <laughs> I did I did want TikTok obviously I said maybe this TikTok can change my life and it's like I did I did want that but I didn't really like you know, it wasn't a well thought out take, like I didn't like edit a bunch of stuff. Like I was just like, yeah, maybe this will like pop off, but it's because you try because you actually like tried. And so I'm just like, I feel that way too. Like just post something that you want to succeed at. And like, I don't know. Um, yeah. And well, it's going swimmingly. I'm very excited to see how this all unfolds. I wanted to know, I saw uh, I saw a video you posted where you were talking about the color scheme and how the color scheme fights stereotypes. And I thought that was something I wouldn't have thought of because you're like, I think you said it's normally pinks and purples, but in your pitch deck, it's reds and yellows. And I think yeah. it's that type of attention to detail with your story that really is what's driving this forward Aww, in terms of you. success. You know, I, I was wondering what are some other stereotypes that you want to fight against in, in your show? Um, I definitely think the, the stereotype of like, like strippers not having like an outside life. Like I'm like, I always, one of the notes that I gave, like in the last, um, draft of the pitch that we had I was like I feel like we're focusing a lot on um 
the club. And like, obviously that is a main, main, main focus because everyone wants to see the club, but I'm like, we don't get her auditioning until like the end of like this season. And I need that to be it looped in there as much as possible because I do want it to be. Yeah. Like she has other things that she's doing because that's so many stories that I see of like, um, it's just like part, there's no other part of their life. And I'm like, do they not have any, like, it's always like, they don't have any other friends. Like they become this like dark person, blah, blah, blah. They, it's all they do. It's all they do. It's all they do. And I'm just They're like, in a sad motel. Yeah. And I'm just like, that's just like, not it. Um, again, with like making a bunch of money, that's another stereotype I want to come back. Cause like not everyone makes, you know, not everyone's life changes overnight and like make all this money and like, whatever, not everyone gets sucked into the world of like, you know, pimps or like the world of drugs or addiction. That's another thing that I want to break a stereotype on. Um, yeah, the colors for sure. Like I hate, I hate, hate, hate that everything is like a neon light. There's always neon lights. I've never seen a neon light in any strip club that I've ever been in in my life. <laughs> never. That's just like, that is just the thing is I'm like, that's another thing too. Is like, honestly, Hustlers, I really enjoyed. But again, it was one of those very like niche specific stories and it painted strippers and, like they were drugging people and like forcing them to spend money on them. So it, like painted us in a bad light. But I loved that, you know, it it was like a story of friendship before anything. And I thought that yeah. was super great. And I, I, heard, I heard there was also some controversy, though, in terms of uh, them speaking to the people who the story was about. And then those people not getting a say or not getting paid. Did you yeah, hear about that? They, yeah, because they like stole, they like stole the IP because it was based off an article like in the New York Times and they just wrote about it and didn't give, that's someone's IP. Like that's someone's intellectual property that they wrote about. You can't not pay them for that. I don't know how that was like a, a thing in Hollywood that, that that happened, but they didn't pay. Yeah, the two people who the article was about or, you know, all either of any of the girls that the article was about and they didn't pay the um person who wrote the article usually what you do is you say like we want to option your article that's what that means like you get an option agreement you're like we're going to option your article to these writers and now these writers are going to make a script and they just never even optioned it which i don't understand how you get around that which is weird and then number two is they like booked out this club in queens and um they didn't like they were just like oh all these strippers are just don't have a job for like three months like you think you would just like pay I don't know like I'm just like you think you would like either build a sound like you're Hollywood like you can build a soundstage like strip club although I do appreciate that they used a real strip club because it made it more realistic but I'm like do you just don't think I, I can't imagine another industry where they just take people out of their job and then they're just like sorry I'm like, you're literally right. making a movie about strippers and then you're going to put all these strippers out of their job and say nothing about it. It just seems there has to be a solution there. Honestly, I don't know what the solution is, but like either pay them to be background people or like whatever it is. I don't know. But that seemed fucked up. And then they didn't, they didn't like, I don't know if they like hire, I feel like they actually did hire like stripper consultants on that show, which is I think why or on that movie, which is, I think, why um, 
it seemed better than like other representation that I've seen. Cause I know some people that said that they worked on the show as like writers or consultants that I know are strippers. So I'm like, okay, that's cool. Um, but yeah, I thought other than the like very blatantly like disrespecting of people's like properties and like rights, I thought it was a good movie. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, like I was just like, okay, this, the vibe of this, um, isn't, you know, it's not all, it's not all bad. It's not all good. Like they talk about the, and it obviously it's a true story, so it makes sense, but it's like, they talk about the crash of like the stock market and stuff and how it affected the way that they, um, work. And there was that scene where she was like in the, um, private room and then he was like oh give me a blowjob I'll give you like $300 and it ended up just being like a $20 bill it was so sad I know and I was like (laughs) oh I know that feeling like I don't know the feeling of giving someone a blowjob that I think is gonna be $300 but I know the feeling just like being scammed like a guy's like no no no, I got you like I'll take care of you like let's just like let's do like a VIP room I'll definitely tip you and then he like gives you $20 and you're like why the fuck did I do that but so I'm like I liked that they showed like all of that and they made it about these girls and like them trying to 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 like break out of their life but yeah I just feel like um it's not I feel like stupid saying this like I I know that I'm like privileged enough to not you know like I don't have a, a kid I don't have like people I have to support and like I don't I just, I just wanted to live in New York city. Like I just wanted to live in New York city and chase my dream. And like, that was my like thing that I needed to support. Like was my dream. Like it was, yeah. you know, like I didn't have like, you couldn't, you couldn't like, have that as a dream. That's, a, I know, that's I know, but like people, it's hard. It's hard when people are like, oh, but like, what's your struggle? And I'm like, chasing my dream is my struggle. And they're like, not good enough. I'm like, really? Not, not, <laughs> not everything needs to be like sadness porn, you know? I don't have to be pregnant or have a baby or like I don't know I don't have to have like addiction to something or whatever it is I'm just like some people are like normal (laughs) like not not you know you're you're just you and that that reality hasn't been presented yet in a show and that's what one of the reasons why I think people are so excited to pick up on this Mm -hmm. because yeah I think Hustlers was maybe a great stepping stone out of the whole just pure neon lights, pure sadness, all that stuff to like showing friendships and, and showing other sides of the story. Do you have on your show, do you have, this is a bit of a broad question, but do you have any unexpected highs or lows that you want to portray of the whole work line of work? Like how, everyone wants you to talk about the downsides. And I'm wondering if, do people have a preconceived notion of what the downsides are and they're wanting you to give that to them? Or are they just like, tell me your sad story? Yeah, I think, I don't know. But for me, like I say all the time, like the worst, the the biggest thing that you have to go through in stripping is, is, is mental. Like I, people always say like, you can be sexually assaulted, you could be followed, you could be killed, whatever. And yes, that is true. Obviously, there's a higher rate of that happening. But that could happen at unfortunately, that could happen at any job. And that like, 
isn't necessarily something that's different from working at a strip club. But for me, the, the mental of it, like where you have to put yourself mentally is something that differs from any job because you see people making money and you're like, why aren't I making money? You know, and it's so self inflicted, like harming because you're selling yourself, like you're selling yourself and you're like, what's wrong with me? Am I not pretty enough? Like, you know, am I being like too annoying? Am I not too, like people say that I need to be more of a hustler. Like maybe I should like push people more. And then you, you break these boundaries that you have and you're like, oh no, I feel shitty. And like that person didn't give me, you know, it's like, it's so, it's really hard. So for me, it's more of a, a mental thing that I really, really want to get across in my show of like, you have so many ups and downs mentally. And it's really hard to go to this job while you're going through a breakup, while you're, you had a bad audition, like you're chasing a dream and like something happened. And now you have to go to work and like, literally talk to people and spend time with them for money. And sometimes it can be so draining because these people expect you to be perfect, you know? And it's like, you, you can't break that wall of the fantasy. Once you break that wall of the fantasy, they don't want to like give you money. And so it's really, really hard to keep that in line all the time. It's like really, really mentally draining, like insanely sometimes that you're just like, I can't do this anymore. Like I've had times where I've literally sat, um, on the floor, like they call it like the floor instead of instead of the dressing room, you're out on the floor of like the club. Mm -hmm. And I've just sat on the floor of the club, like in one of those chairs and cried like to myself, like actual tears coming down my face. And I'm just like, I hope no one can see me. I hope no one can see me because I didn't want to go back into the dressing room and like actually start like crying or sobbing or whatever. And like not be able to get back onto the floor, have the house mom, like be like, Oh, do you need this? Or people like asking questions. Like, I was like, I don't want to get, I don't want to snap out of it. You know what I mean? Because it's so mentally hard to put yourself back in it. So I just sat there like crying on the floor. And then like, I just looked at a guy and I was like, I just need to go talk to that guy. Like, I just need to like get back into it. Cause if I think about what's going on too much, like I, I won't be able, like, I'll have to go home, whatever. So I'm just like, sometimes you have those moments and that's like I've I've never seen that on tv of a stripper just like crying in a corner and then being like okay gotta go to work you know like I it's just like not something that I and people are like oh my god yes I've had those days like when I post it online they're like yes 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 oh my god and I'm like okay so there's all these things that are negatives that people want to see that aren't the basic negatives of like I don't yeah I don't know like getting assaulted or, or getting robbed or getting whatever. I'm just like, there are so many mental negatives for me. And that is something that I really, really want to show. Well, it's so. more, it's more subtle. And yeah, if you're telling this story of someone getting stalked or robbed or whatever, of course, yes, this happens. It also happens to waiters and yeah, people in yeah. all kinds of like bartenders and stuff. I know. And, and actually I have a friend who makes music who that happened to they had a stalker and so it's and and so it it is this reality of living in this world but I've cried at every job I've ever worked I'm a crier (laughs) and I'm very emotional and (laughs) no exactly like I wouldn't mind seeing that (laughs) right like sometimes I can't compartmentalize like sometimes I just can't and like I have I have um different TikToks like on my page of just like song oh there's this one where I'm like I want this song to play because I I do think of a lot of songs that like I want to be in it 
and it's like this Taylor Swift stuff. What's the Taylor Swift song? Um, I don't know if you're a Swifty. I feel like yes, you would be. <laughs> I am a Swifty. I am a Swifty and I have, I have a, <laughs> between the main feed and the Patreon, I have a three-part uh, Taylor series of Taylor Swift and Carly Kloss. Like I'm crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love this. Um, um, but what's that song that's like, I didn't. I did something bad. I, no. no, no, no. It's no. On, I think it's on, I think it's on folk. Is it on folklore or evermore? And it's like something, but I didn't pour the whiskey. Oh, this is me trying. Yes. Yes. I just got I chills. Want- oh my God. I just got chills. This is me trying has gotten me through some of the hardest times of my life. I'm not even kidding. And it's so Same. sad and beautiful, but it's like, yeah, this is fucking me trying. This is me yeah. trying and struggling, but I'm here. And yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is me trying. And I like wrote this whole thing. I was like, I want this song to play when I, um, like after I find out that like one of my friends from school, like I had graduated like acting school and one of my friends from school like books this job. And then I go into the strip club and I'm like sitting there talking to this stranger. And then I'm like giving a dance but you just see like you just see my face and I'm like crying because I'm just thinking about how all my friends are like succeeding and I'm just like taking my clothes off for guys and like who the fuck am I and like am I a piece of shit you know what I mean but like this is still me like trying to like get through life and like be that person but it's like yeah you do think about that like you're not you don't think like oh, this is the best job ever. Like, I'm not thinking that all the time. I feel like people want every stripper to either be like, this is the worst job or this is the best job. I'm like, sometimes I do feel like a fucking idiot. Like, I'm literally just taking my clothes off for people who don't fucking respect me or give a fuck about me. And this is not what I want to do with my life. But it's like, do I think that all the time? No, sometimes I'm like, wow, I can't believe I just made so much money to take my clothes off. This is so dumb. I love this. Like, that's the thing. It's like, you have highs and lows based on where where you're at in life. Like when you hear someone succeeding, you kind of look at your life differently in any job so yeah it's like I I, I'm just as I'm amazed as if I couldn't want to watch the show anymore now you added this beautiful Taylor Swift montage and I'm like can we get this pilot put out now I need this done done yesterday (laughs) I know I agree that's another thing too is like I feel like people think that like like there's so many people that are like we love the um uh theater like theater to musical theater girl to stripper pipeline like that's so like that's all of us and I'm like I'm fucking deceased I did not think that that was like an audience that I had but I love that like I'm now going to include every musical theater song within this show but I'm just like yeah I feel like people don't realize that we're like I don't know. Like some of us are, yeah, like musical theater. Like we're not like all, I don't know, tatted. It's people, and, like, people that don't mind up. being, I don't... it's people that don't mind being up on stage, which is a variety of different people. I certainly don't mind the spotlight. I am a very attention seeking person. And so it makes sense. It's great that I now have an outlet for it on the internet, but mm. yeah, there is a slightly alternate reality where that would have been a great line of work for me because I'm like, all I need is a little spotlight and I'm like, da, da, da. like yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, I, get, like... I, I get a little cheesy and showboaty, you know, which is why it's great now that I can put it all into my TikTok. But <laughs> yeah, I, but I'm like, I feel like people don't, yeah, people don't realize that like, you know, some of us 
listen to musical theater songs on the way home from the club. That's a thing. Like they think that we're, I don't know. Like they think that we're like. I think that you're like taking your gun out and putting on the the, the seat next to you and playing like <laughs> crazy music driving home. <laughs> Literally. Or like, we're all just like, I'm like, sometimes I just, I go home. I just like want, there's so many simple scenes that I just think in my head. Cause I'm just like, they're so simple and like, not, not anything crazy. But when it comes to a stripper, they are. I'm like, I want a scene where I just go home and I watch BoJack Horseman on a fucking loop and I fall asleep. Like, that's what we do when we go home. I don't know if you guys think that we're all going to the next bar and partying and doing whatever and up till 7 a.m. and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, no, I just want to watch Netflix on my probably not even my tv because that's another thing too i'm like i don't know how strippers can afford so much living in new york city i'm like i still lived in a closet and went to the club and like made money and like never bought a tv because i'm like well i have a laptop don't need a tv like yeah yeah i want people to realize that that's kind that's a lifestyle sometimes because you, then you get drained and you don't want to go to work and like uh, it's like a whole thing so yeah <laughs> I, I, okay. I know that the process of making a show, pitching it, getting it picked up, all of that from the first moment you write your script to it appearing on TV screens. I know it's a long journey and I know it's full of uncertainty, but I am so excited for you. Like you painting such a vivid picture. Now I see it and now I'm envisioning it. And I love that. Yeah. I'm just, I'm so I'm excited to be along for the journey and it's going to make, I'm I'm speaking into existence. It's going to make it all that much greater when I finally get to tune in to. I know. And then I can blank network. (laughs) I know. Right. Who knows? Um, whatever network will have me, whatever platform I'm like, I will be on some rinky dink thing. I don't even care. That's another thing too. I'm like, I, I just want to like write and be on set all the time. Like, I'm not trying to be like, oh, I have to be on this or I have to be on that. I'm just like, if this story can be out there in any capacity and someone else can pay to produce it, I'm game. I feel like there could be a show about you getting the show made. And like, I feel like that could be its own thing, but maybe that could be like season four, you know? Oh yeah, definitely. (laughs) There's, there's a season where this, where this goes down. I don't know. It might be too, might be too meta for like the, but I feel like that, that's like, that's a great selling point to have. Meta, meta pop culture moments are my favorite and we'll, we'll, we're we're going to see. Yeah. I like, I love a breaking the fourth wall. I love all that type of stuff. So Mm -hmm. I, I just, anywhere this goes, I'm excited and a lot of other people are excited, which is great. And I know. thank you. Yeah. And I just, I just say thanks and <laughs> yay. <laughs> yay. No, thank you. Thank uh, you. And everybody tell everybody where they can find you. My TikTok is palm wheezy with two Y's. And then my Instagram is palm wheezy with one Y. I think that's it. That's right. Oh, and with my podcast, I also have a podcast. Yes called selling sex um I also have a tiktok and an instagram for that so yeah my next episode is gonna be with my sister who's also a stripper and she has no filter so if you thought I didn't have a filter get ready for that episode (laughs) amazing well thank you so much and I'll have to have you back on when uh it's all picked up and in production I 
would love that. That would be so fun. Okay, bye. All right, guys, that's it for today's episode. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe to the podcast. Hit me with a five-star review. If you'd like to support it any further, you can go to patreon.com slash it's become a whole thing. Au revoir, mes amours.